Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. Oh my gosh. You know the listeners are so excited right now because they saw who's on the show. Oh yeah. This is, uh, we're in the zeitgeist now, Young Me. Wow. We, yeah, we're really, we're, you know, we're doing things. We're topical. <laughs> <laughs> Young Me, we fully made it. We're part of the conversation now, officially. Yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> I, I'm used to hearing about things three weeks too late or three years too late, but we're we're in the thick of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are very, very excited to have our guest this week. We're honored that she could join us because I'm sure she's very, very busy. But I guess without further ado, Brian, will you introduce our wonderful guest this week? Listeners, give your ears to... She is a contestant on the newest season of Love is Blind, season two. Catch it on Netflix. But without further ado, everyone give it up for Natalie Mina Lee. Ooh, I'm here in the house. I'm so excited to be part of this conversation, by the way. Um, but thanks for having me on, on your podcast. Wow, oh my gosh. Natalie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I'm such a big fan of the show, and I'm sure everyone who's listening is. Um, and I have so many things to ask you, because I feel like there were so, so many things that weren't covered on the show. Yeah. Brian is trying to hide his excitement. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a cool guy. I don't watch Love is Blind. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I, I know, know I fully dying. watch it. No shame. <laughs> 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 but yeah, you know, Natalie, thanks for joining us. And, you know... Let's get into the before we get into the juicy stuff and learn a little bit more about you and your experience on the show. Young me, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, how am I feeling? I I feel like I don't. This is the thing. Before I, I wonder, we're going to the pandemic again. Is everyone ready to hear more about the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this is the the interesting thing is like I feel like every day it takes me a while to sort of like really realize how much it's changed my life Mm. but um i haven't talked about this on the podcast but since the pandemic my life has completely switched over um to just working from home like before it would just involve you know doing stuff outside and you know like doing comedy outside but now every everything that i do basically is from home and I, i i feel like i just like started really realizing that like maybe this month you know because hmm. i i started getting a lot more work and i was just like oh my god i like i'm a work from home person <laughs> and that's like a huge yeah it's like i've never had like a, a a job where i had to like sit and be at a computer for right. most of the day and that oh. totally happened for me so are, are you in the beginning pandemic feeling of where it was like kind of fun and exciting to be working from home or are you completely over no. it at this point no i'm like i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fucking weirdo now like i like now <laughs> if i go out like like if i have to go out to get like paper towels i'm like <gasps> like i don't know how to act and i'm like oh is this way is was this everyone that like worked from home but like because you know like people did that before the pandemic right Oh yeah, hundred percent. No wonder everyone's so weird at Trader Joe's. I'm just like, ah, where's the bread? Like I don't know. Like you know, like it really affect it affects me because I'm I'm just alone staring at a screen for so many hours a day. Extremely like, good for all of our mental healths. Yeah, that's why all of us are just you know everyone has crippling anxiety now because like that's just that's what life was for the last ten years for everyone else, I guess basically um yeah so i guess i'm feeling like i'm feeling like a hermit 
And every time I go outside now, I'm like, oh, air. Like, it's so what? weird. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just how I'm feeling. How are you feeling, Brian? Um, Not... My mind is also kind of work-related. Uh, mm-hmm. I am... F- so I'm very excited in this current moment because I was looking forward to this interview. But overall, I've been feeling a little bit bleh. I'm in a procrastination anxiety spiral because i have this big deadline coming up but then uh i i avoid the work and then that then leads to berating myself for not doing the work and then i and and it's just an endless cycle you know because rather than just do the work it's i don't know i'm just like procrastinating a lot and i feel kind of yucky because of it but Mm. you would think that after being on this earth for 31 years now that I would be better about it. But I guess some habits just never go away. So yeah, Yeah. in this current moment, I'm just feeling kind of like, all right, I'm putting off a lot of work here. I'm feeling kind of bleh about it, but you know what? We're in the safety. Keep doing that. (laughs) Right. I'm just going to (laughs) keep doing that and not improve. And, you know, coincidentally, uh, for good things, you know, the procrastination spiral as being, exacerbated due to uh reality tv shows like love is blind (laughs) yes oh my god i'm losing so much sleep and stuff too in a good way in a good way right but yeah that that pretty much sums up how i'm feeling you know just normal work life things and procrastination anxiety spirals but enough about us natalie how are you feeling oh my gosh well i feel like i could relate with both of you i've definitely been a hermit from you know all this working from home. Like there was one point Mm -hmm. in January I didn't leave my apartment for two weeks. Mm. And I was just, and I, and I stepped outside. I was like, wow, I could, wow, this is what air feels like, like fresh air. (laughs) Um, Right. And um, I definitely feel like I've been in a procrastination spiral as well. And, and, and losing some sleep, just watching the show I was on called Love is Blind. Um, But yeah, I, (laughs) I watched it. I did watch it. I watched it at the same time as everyone wow. else. And uh, it was a very interesting experience seeing myself on on uh, TV. It, um, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I felt a lot of different ways about it. But I would say overall, definitely feeling a bit overwhelmed. I mean, it transitioning from, you know, normal life, I would say, to right. all of this. Um, Mm-hmm. It's definitely been overwhelming. I'm so grateful for it because I felt I've never felt so like loved and supported. But also, you know, mm. there's so much public attention, um, yeah. you know, on the cast, and and people want to know what's going on in our lives. So it, it's just a lot. But you know, I'm kind of I'm trying to take it day by day. Yeah. Well, I was. You know, that's like one of the first questions we wanted to ask you, like because. I, so this is the thing I was talking to Brian and he was like, Oh, love is love is blind. Season one was a huge show. So, you know, obviously when you got cast on season two, you probably anticipated this, but I, I feel like season two has just been so much bigger than season one, like in terms of people watching it. Like, did you like, how, how has that all been for you? Yeah. I, in terms of like viewership, I'm not sure, you know, how many people mm-hmm. um, have seen season two so far. I think it just feels big for um, me right now because it's my world, right? You know, I was on the show and yeah. so the attention is on me. Um, we we anticipated that, you know, um, there was going to be attention. I mean, just knowing the popularity of season one, but we did not, we were not prepared for this. I, I'll, I'll just say yeah. it right now. Like we were not prepared for um, 
just the social media attention and just people right. stopping us on the streets and being like, you know, how are you? Like, we feel like you, we know you, you know, things like that. We just, we couldn't have yeah. ever imagined this. I'm curious, after you filmed, obviously mm-hmm. there's a, there's a transition period because yeah. they have to go into post-production and whatnot. Did you go back yeah. to your regular job as a consulting manager? Yes. Yeah. So mm. I, I wow. actually worked during filming. So when we, um, <laughs> okay. so after we left the pods and left Mexico and, and right. came back to Chicago, um, I was working during that time in Chicago. Kudos. Because I absolutely yeah. would do zero work if I were you. Just knowing that I was filming, be like, fuck this. I don't need this shit anymore. I'm going to be a I'm star, famous. baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you know, I, you know, I didn't have a choice. I had to make money. Like, I was like, how am I going to live yeah, without right. money? Uh, and I, I will say it was it was pretty hard to balance filming, building this relationship, making the decision to be mm. you yeah. know married or not, and also working. There's mm-hmm. so much going on in my mind. But, you know, it's, wow. when you're forced in this situation, you just kind of have to take it for what it is and just move forward. I mean, it's because it's like, yeah, it's a show, obviously a TV show, and people know you and you have this like this fame. Um, but also the 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 aspect that it is part of your personal life too. And it involves you being in a relationship and that whole section of your life is filled up now. And like, that just like seems so intense. Yeah. It's, it's um, definitely intense. Just people having that insight into, you know, that relationship I had on the show and after the show as well. And just um, like my very vulnerable moments, you know, that's Mm. yeah. um, Yeah it's hard for me watching the show as a viewer and kind of seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, the ups and downs I went through. So just knowing uh, like millions of other people are also watching that. It's, you know, definitely Mm -hmm. tough. Well, I Mm. feel like everyone's on your side because you came across, I think the reason I was going to say this, the reason I think people like really love you on the show so much is that you're just so authentic, you know, it's like whatever it is that you're doing. It's like, I'm like, that's, that's real. And it's like, I was like very moved by that, I think. Oh, thanks. I mean, I think it's really hard not to be authentic when Mm. you are, um, I guess it really depends on the person and like the intentions and motivations. But, (laughs) um, you know, for me, that relationship with Shane was real. Like I I really thought I was going to marry him up until the end. And so like, there's, you can't be anything but authentic when you are in a real relationship trying to really figure it out. Yes, the camera right. aspects and the TV show piece is there, but you know, I think when it's really real, you know, it, it's hard not to, you know, not to be authentic during that whole experience. Yeah, and you know, for our listeners, our, our few listeners who may not be uh, uh, privy or aware of the show, uh, Love is Blind is a show with the premise of falling in love with a stranger without knowing anything about their physical appearance. And that kind of leads us to our, um, you know, this next question is, uh, how was race addressed on the show? Since, you know, it reveals so much mm. about physical appearance, but also means so much in terms of identity. And yeah, what was your experience with all of that on the show? Yeah, so everyone took a different approach. Um, for for me, I actually um, kept my ethnicity and race um, from the men on the other side during the early stages of dating in the pods. You know, mm. the Korean culture is so important to me. I'm the daughter of, mm-hmm. of immigrants and and I grew up Mm-hmm. in that culture. Like it's a central part of who I am. However, I didn't want to be like reduced to stereotypes. Um, yeah. you know, I've had experiences of that happening to me in the past. 
um, mm. in the conventional dating world. And so yep. I was like, you know, this is kind of my chance in this very unique experiment. Um, and I, I, I don't want that to happen. So when I did talk about my background, I didn't mention my race or ethnicity. So I wouldn't mention like, yep, I'm, you know, um, I'm the daughter of immigrants, but I wouldn't say you know, Korean right. immigrants, mm. things like that. I would say I struggled with my yeah. identity growing up, like being between two cultures and trying to find a mm. balance. Yeah. Um, or how I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and like really struggling with that mm. as a non-white person. Um, mm-hmm. So so I, we did talk about that, but when it came to my ethnicity and race, mm. I didn't reveal that until Shane and I decided we want to be engaged with each other. So Shane was my uh, fiance on the show. Right. Oh, and then after the engagement, you told him you were Korean? Yeah, so uh, I told him before he proposed, but once we decided Mm -hmm. we wanted to be engaged to one another, like we really want to take that next step, um, is Mm -hmm. when I told him my full name and he, based on my last name, when I said my name was Natalie Mina Lee, he made the assumption I was East Asian. And so that's when we started talking about how I was Korean and, you um, you know, what I loved about my culture and how it really was for me growing up. I was like wanting to ask you that so much because I think it's like for you, it's it was like another level uh, of like this experiment that maybe if you weren't white, it, it wouldn't be true. Because, you know, like obviously there's another Asian woman on the show, Deep D, mm-hmm. but because of her name, you know, it sort of gave it away. Like even when she matched with Shake, he immediately knew that she was Indian yeah. based on her name. And it was a little different of an experience. Um, I have so many things to ask you about this. It's like, I don't even know where to start. I think, I think I I just want to point out you saying that, um, mentioning that you were children of immigrants and like that you struggled with living in like an all white, uh, community. Like those are so interesting because we have a lot of Asian people on, obviously it's mostly only Asian people on this podcast mm-hmm. and they, we talk a lot about how we relate to other people who are not Asians because their parents are immigrants and it's like that's a completely different like um, bonding you know thing that people have oh my god I have so many things that I want to <laughs> know yeah. it's so interesting yeah and, and yeah. you I wish they showed more of that bond that we made with the other cast members so for example mm. Sal on the show um, I think he's the son of two Mexican immigrants. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's why a lot of us got along so well because we could relate to one another. So I was, I'm very, very close with Ayana, um, who mm. is black right. and, and Mexican, and um, Mallory as well, and Deep D, um, who is actually mm-hmm. uh, born in India. So, so like that, that, we definitely had that bond because we have, we understand, I guess, I wouldn't call, I guess the struggle of um, growing up in different cultures. You know, you've got the American culture, but you've also got your, um, you know, for me, the Korean culture. That's a huge part Mm -hmm. of who I am. When you told Shane that you were Korean, was he like surprised or like what what was his reaction if he had any? Yeah, he was like, oh, I would have never guessed that. I didn't know you were Korean. Um, So he didn't (laughs) know leading up to that conversation, but it really didn't faze him. He really embraced my culture. Um, so my parents would drop off food a lot in Chicago and, you know, um, they would bring like jajamyeon and which is the black bean noodles. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he like loved that. He started listening to K-pop. Um, so I, like amazing. I introduced him to like Blackpink and BTS. <laughs> so he was all yes, about it. Blackpink um, is my favorite. I know yeah. me too. Um, so, 
So he and and Mamamu, I like love them, and I play them. I like play their songs all the time when I'm in the shower. And so he right. he really embraced that. So I don't think it was like an issue for him at all. Um, right. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Just you know, on a on a larger level here, uh, you 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 addressed this on the first episode about how you know. Dating as an Asian woman is—it's uh, a different experience because of the expectation expectations that people might um, unfairly place on like Asian women, such as yourself, yeah. uh, that are based mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. harmful stereotypes. And do you think your experiences dating, like in conventional dating, leading up to this show, was that more of an impetus for you to even throw your hat into the ring mm. and try this experiment out? Yeah, for sure. So before I applied to the show, I went on a series of of bad dates where I felt like um, the men I were uh, uh, the men that I was meeting were like reducing me to these stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Like for example, I remember um, I went on a date and um, uh, you know this particular man. He was like, you know, you you seem so smart. It's probably because you're Asian, and it's like. <laughs> oh. Really? No, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not smart. I, I didn't do well in school or in my career because I'm Asian. It's because I work hard and care about, you know, learning and making myself a better person yeah. and also my career. It's like those types of things. I was just like, mm. I feel like I'm always being yeah. stereotyped or like put into a box just because of my ethnicity and race. So um, mm. I, I, that's yeah. what really attracted me to this experiment. Well, Brian and I joke a lot about our experience dating as, you know, East Asians. Yeah. And like, we have this joke where it's like, if we're, if we're like on Tinder and the person is like standing in front of like the, what's that gate, Brian, in Japan? I know exactly what you're getting to. The Fushimi-Nari The Fushimi-Nari gates, the red gates. <laughs> if, if that's their profile picture, I know they're swiping right on me. 100 percent it's never failed i I fully relate and i fully agree (laughs) (laughs) well that's like well okay so this is also the thing i think just in i I don't know why anybody would be listening to this and not be aware of this but i think the the hard part for asian people and asian women specifically is that the stereotypes surrounding us seem positive but they're actually very harmful because they're like they're like racist things wrapped in like this fake compliment bow like oh you're all so like uh, all the men like you and you're so submissive and like things like oh you're so smart because you're asian it's like no because i'm a human fucking being and i tried hard like don't you know it's like hard to tell people that they are harmful yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear this a lot, like, oh, you're so cute and petite and submissive. And, and you're just like, you know exactly what they're getting at. They're stereotyping <laughs> stereotyping me. Yeah. And, and I, I really hate that. Yeah, I, I like how you approach this as an experiment, because, but it, it seems like an extreme form of the experiment where you neutralize that element of, yeah. well, if you don't know what I look like, you can't make any of these preconceptions about who I am based on my Asian American yeah. identity. But on the flip side, going through this entire process and falling in love, did it illuminate anything about yourself and your own approach to dating? I think I learned a lot about what, you know, what I need and want from a relationship and what my boundaries and limits are. But I think specifically mm. when it, I guess instead of relationships, when it comes to dating, I think I learned I'm a bit judgmental. I definitely judge people based mm. off their physical appearance a lot. Like how, you know, 
um, how do they keep their hair? How, you know, how groomed are they? Or, you know, what are they wearing? You know, how do they dress? What's their dress style? And I think what I learned from this experiment is like, that stuff doesn't matter. I I know people may disagree with me on this, but I truly don't think it matters. I think as long as you're falling in love with the core of who someone is and you, you love their values and, and, and their principles and those align with yours. I think that's, that's enough. I think, you know, um, I don't think the physical aspect matters at all. Wait, so did you, um, I was going to say, did you, first of all, I was going to say props to Shane that you said I'm Asian. He was like, I don't care. That's a a true, (laughs) a true ally. (laughs) But like, did you like, did you think that Shane was white in your head? You know, uh, I'm trying to think. I think when I visualized him, I saw him as white, if that made sense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I assumed he was white after probably our mm-hmm. like third and fourth date. When he said he was from Wisconsin and he mm. loved beer and cheese and, <laughs> you know, the Green Bay right. Packers, in my head, I was like, hmm, he sounds white. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Natalie! So we have a we have a live comedy show, and yeah. the last show that we had, we had a, a curtain, and we had three men standing behind it who all date Asian women, and the audience had to guess which one of them was white, and it was like they had to like ask questions like, wh- "Where are you from?" Yeah, like, yeah. be like Wisconsin, <laughs> like, and the yeah. audience couldn't guess. They couldn't guess. They all got it wrong. Remember, Brian? Really? I know. No. Yeah, amazingly. <laughs> but we intentionally mix it up where yeah. uh like Asian partner like the Asian uh partners that we chose like one of them owns a record store in Brooklyn and <laughs> yeah. Just as like curveballs. Like, yeah. Wait, that's but, so funny. <laughs> that was like our love is blind uh moment. And do you so in your head when you visualize Shane and then you saw him in real life, what was it really different or was it kind of like similar? It was so different. I actually kept a journal <laughs> um, during filming, um, so a private yeah. journal, and I actually wrote an entry. I was like, this is what I think he looks like. And it was like brown, curly hair, lanky, um, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and when, he, <gasps> when reveal day came and those doors opened, I was like, oh, I was completely <laughs> off. Because he just comes off wow. as a really goofy guy. And yeah. Um, and just like super silly, and and so I never got. I don't. I don't want to say he looks like a frat bro, but I know a lot of people have been saying that. But um, he's got big himbo energy, <laughs> um, in the best energy, way, yeah. endearingly. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I just pictured him to look so different, and um, right. so it was definitely a surprise. You know, just mm-hmm. seeing him on reveal day, I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Oh I wish I could. God. I wish I could hear all the episodes before I saw everybody. Like yeah. I wish, like the first episode, I just like listened to it so I could like, so I could like try that out because like that just seems like such an interesting thing to have like an idea of what somebody looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. But you know, just want to take this moment to shout out again to Shane and obviously yourself. <laughs> but I also think another special shout out to, as you mentioned before, you're a daughter of immigrant parents. Shout out to your parents. Now, yeah. in the course of oh the show... Oh my gosh, I love them. <laughs> I love them know, too. <laughs> they, they get roped into the process and they, they meet Shane. And But even preceding uh, this entire show, what like 
did you tell them that you're applying for this? How do they react to that? Like, what do they make of all of this? And still, I feel to like this you day, didn't tell them at all. So I told them yeah. I was doing a show. I think my dad thought I was doing Survivor oh. because you know I was off the grid for three weeks. So you know I they they knew they had to know like where I was going. Um, but yeah, they I think my dad thought I was doing some challenge show or, or Survivor. He did not know it was like a dating and marriage show. I definitely was not going <laughs> to tell them that. I was like, I feel I feel like they would have never driven me to the airport if I told them. Um, so I was like, I'm just going to keep it a secret. And also, you know, I had no expectations going into it. And I was like, oh, you know, I feel like it probably won't mm-hmm. work out. So, you know, I probably right. won't find someone, you know, I'm, I'm kind of pessimistic in that way. And mm-hmm. um, so I was like, it's not a really big deal if I, you know, tell them or not. I'll just see when I come back, you know, I'll, I'll let them know. But, um, you know, I came back with a full fiance and uh <sighs> Full white man fiance, a full white man from Wisconsin that likes cheese and yeah, beer yeah. fiance. Exactly. I was like, "Hi, mom and dad. Here's here's Shane." And my dad was like, "Oh my gosh," because um, Shane's like six three, and um, my dad's shorter than that. So he was like, "This." He's like, "Who is this? Like, who is this man?" Um, so it was definitely a very awkward moment. Him meeting my parents, but they were so supportive. So I'm I'm so happy that that they were. So how is it? Can I ask you about your friendship yeah. with Dipti? Do you do you hang out with all the other cast members, or who do you who do you yeah. see? So um, the the women that I'm the closest to is Ayana. So Ayana, I actually speak to every day. She's one of my best friends, um, oh, and we so were very great. yeah yeah. So um, her and I, I wish they showed more scenes of these friendships that. Um, were built mm. during filming. Um, so I'm very close with Ayana, but I'm also very close with Deep D, Danielle, and Mallory. So the five of mm. us talk very okay. often, hang out very often. Not, Not Shayna. Shayna. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry to yeah, interrupt she you. She doesn't come around very often. Um, so, okay. so unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not close with her, I, but... Yeah, the the five girls, um, the five ladies, I'm I'm very close to, and I'm so thankful for them. We were actually very very close during filming, and and um, wow, really just because we went to each other for advice and guidance so often, and I really mm-hmm. leaned on them as well as I was trying to like figure out my relationship, and I think they did the same as that they were trying to figure out you know their own relationships with their fiancés at the time, right. I saw, this is creepy. I'm so sorry. This is going to creep you out probably. I saw a TikTok where somebody deep dived into all of your (laughs) Instagram accounts and they're like, this is everyone's political leanings based on who they follow. And Shayna is like a Trump supporter. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. No comment. You don't have to, Natalie, you don't have to say anything. I'm just, I'm just talking. And that Natalie did not comment. What did they say about me? What's my political leaning? You, they were like, Oh, she's definitely a liberal. She follows Obama and like you follow like all these like <laughs> And I was like, "Yes, I knew it." Yes. That is so funny. And then they went to Sh- Do you want to yeah, hear about yeah. Shane's? They went to Shane's. Nothing. It's just no no <laughs> no poli- like, we don't no know. political leanings. It's just it's a lot of meme They're like, pages. He follows <laughs> Barstool Sports, but also the Onion. Well, I, we can't get a read on this Wait. one. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Actually, the fun, there's a joke in it. The video where he follows like one singer, but like multiple fan accounts of like one singer. <laughs> so it's 
like, he just wants, I forgot who it's like, Lana Del Rey. He wants Lana Del Rey for oh president my gosh. or something. Was so that, is, that is so funny. That's, like, that's even more I've never looked at who he followed. <laughs> I feel like that's like an important part to like learning who someone. Oh, I yeah. don't do that either. I'm too scared. <laughs> I just, I just right? never thought of it. But that's now, now I'm self-conscious about my followers list. I feel like I got to clean that up. No, it, it looks, looks good. good. Somebody okay. already looks through it and put it on TikTok. It's TikTok oh approved. <laughs> and I creepily watched it. 2 a.m. I was like watching it like, ooh. Okay, I got I want to go watch it. You have to send it to me after this. I'm, I'm curious. Okay, I'm going to, I'll try to find <laughs> okay. it. That's um, so funny. <laughs> post Love is Blind. You know, you're in the thick of it. You're on, you're promoting the show, but it's done. It's out for the public consumption. What's, uh... What's it like now? What's your relationship status currently? And well, yeah, oh, yeah. what's what's the what's the epilogue here? Yeah, so um, I I would say I'm I'm focused on myself. I'm dating myself, mm. um, and you're just gonna have to stay tuned in terms of what's happening in my life. But um, yeah, that's that's really all I can say. <laughs> well, I I want to say I saw I watched a reunion and I was like very I this might. I mean this like I was so like impressed by you. I just feel like you're so emotionally solid and mature. And I was like, man, like Natalie is so like emotionally smart. Like that's how I like how you were talking about the relationship, how you were talking about, you know, everything. I was like, I was just very, very like impressed. Yeah, thank you. I actually don't remember a lot from the reunion. I think I was so like nervous and um, just like a bit emotional that everything hmm. that happened, it just kind of went all over my head, if if that makes sense. It was mm-hmm. it was kind of a blur for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, watching the reunion for me, that was hard. I, I um, uh, oh, just again, watching that conversation and just like seeing the emotions on my face. Mm. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did not realize, you know, how much I was wearing my emotions on my face and how you could, you know, t- mm. really tell how I was feeling at that moment. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I, uh, we were- I, I feel like I wouldn't describe myself as emotionally mature at all. Um, but it, it um, yeah, I, I it, it was definitely a tough conversation uh, during the reunion, the one that I had with Shane. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that was like, probably one of the most watched reunions of recent memory I, everyone was talking about it it was there was a lot yeah going i feel on. like there was one reason people were talking about it and that is because oh, oh there you go <laughs> yeah i uh i feel like i've been seeing just a lot of like memes on him and and you know you know how he behaved and yeah. just things that he said during the reunion show um so i think that that definitely made it mm. um entertaining for sure for for most viewers uh well, there's a lot to there's a lot to talk about there, but we're gonna focus on Natalie. Should we move on to the to the question portion? Let's do it. Yeah. Ryan? Let's do it. All right, Natalie. Well, okay. you gave us a little peek behind the curtain into your experience on Love is Blind, the wonderful just a crazy experiment overall. Yeah. So but yeah, let's ju- let's jump right into learning a little bit more about you, Natalie Lee. And that is uh what is something you're loving right now? Oh my goodness. I am loving um, all the support and love I'm getting from viewers and fans. 
I don't think people realize how much, you know, the messages I receive mean to me, but they really, um, mm-hmm. they've been so uplifting. Um, and, mm. um, it's, it's been great just, just seeing that support. Mm. That's, That's so amazing. Great. Yeah. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like people, like I said earlier, is just like, everyone is just like rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think what I really love is like people can either relate to my story or relate to me. Um, mm. especially other mm-hmm. Asian American women. And I think that's, that's really important. Um, you know, and I'm so honored that I'm able to represent, you know, the, the Asian community in that way. Yeah. I feel like the dating while, while dating while Asian, that thing is like, seriously, everyone, everyone knows how you feel, you know? Oh, I want to point out, oh, I almost forgot. You know, in the first episode where, where you actually say that, like you say it to yeah. Vanessa, you're like, Oh, like all these stereotypes. And then you've said that earlier in the episode, obviously. I thought it was so funny because when you said that, Vanessa was like, yes. Because <laughs> I feel like she's like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I was like, yeah, I'm so like watching that. I was like, oh, my God, thank God Natalie said it. I was like so excited to hear yeah, you say that. Um, I, I'm so glad I said it, too, because I feel like, you know, there are Asian American women or Asian women who like feel that the same way. So um, just want to bring some attention to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember that person on the show who was like, I have so many Instagram followers? Trisha, yes. (laughs) Yeah, well, how, wait, can I ask, how many Instagram followers did you have before the show? Did it like jump? Yeah, so I had, I think, 500 followers. And Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'm at right now. I haven't checked. That's a flex. Yeah, yeah, it's been so overwhelming that I was like, I can't, I can't check my Instagram right now. Right, and that's kind of what led. Yeah, my next question is, um, you know, it is great, and I I love that you've received a lot of messages of support because uh, I imagine that being in the public spotlight in this way um, invites all kinds of feedback and discourse. And um, yeah, have you had to curb your relationship like has your relationship to social media and just being online shifted as a result of all of this yeah so aside from my instagram i stay away from other social media channels specifically twitter and reddit um and and i used Mm -hmm. and i used i i still love reddit and twitter but i don't use it to like um i don't look up like what they're saying about the show or me or other cast members Mm -hmm. i I, just a way to protect my mental Mm -hmm. health Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, um, it's, it's definitely been tough, just like the attention, um, on, on social media. And, um, I I get a little bit about what people are saying through like my direct messages on Instagram and my comments on Instagram. So it's not like I'm Mm -hmm. not aware at all, but yeah, um, I just, I, I try my best to stay away from certain social media channels. Yeah. Cause yeah, even like, even when you're somebody that's, I feel like so universally, love like you are I there's always like some weirdos out there yeah and you don't don't have to and I don't think I'm universally loved you know I am a like very complex character so I know that I'm there's gonna be pieces of me that people you know don't like or they do like whatever um yeah but you know at the end of the day I'm me so their opinions don't well that leads us to our next question and that is what is something that you're hating right now oh man I what I'm really hating is the questions about Shayna. <laughs> um, oh, I get sorry. those all the time, um, but there aren't any, you know, hard feelings there. And so, yeah. um, you know, I, I just wanted to make that clear, but I definitely get a lot of questions from her, not only during like interviews, mm. but people on the streets 
like they will come up to oh me God. and they're like, do you hate Shayna? Like, what do you, about, you think of her? And I'm like, we, you know, things are good. We're cordial. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, like I'm sure that those um, dynamics probably feel very different to you in real life. But then, you know, on a show, they are probably played up a little bit and people want, that's like the drama. And I, <sighs> I totally understand it. I mean, you know, I watch the show like everyone else. So the things that she said and did, that was a surprise to me too. I was not aware to the extent of, of you know, um, certain conversations oh, that she had with Shane. So that was definitely tough. But mm. I think I think for me, it's like, what, what good is it going to do if I keep anger or put any energy towards that? Like, how's that mm-hmm. going to help me grow as a person? It's, it's not going to. So it's, I think I, it's just like, I want to move on. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's like, that's what I was saying. You're so emotionally like solid and mature. Cause I'd be like, fuck that bitch. I hate her. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I just make like a little hair doll and like put needles in it. Oh I'm not, I'm just kidding. I would not do that. Wow. What, what, a, what a wild and surreal experience to watch the show in real time with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that blew me away. I can't believe you did that. I would be so like. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Well, I mean, are you happy with the way you were portrayed in the show? Yes, I would say so. I would say how I was portrayed, I think is, is me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, I'm more complex than that, but I think for the most part, I think everyone is portrayed pretty accurately. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, I, I think it's less of like, do I like how was I, I, do I like how I was portrayed? I think it's more so like, yes, I think that was the authentic me. You, I know you get, like you said, you, you hate the questions that are directed towards these dynamics and relationships from the show, but man, I still can't believe you endured that because if I had to see anything, uh, namely a reality dating show oh with God. myself in it, I'd be like, why am I moving my hand like that? Do I do that? <laughs> okay, yes. I I had the same thoughts when I was watching myself. So a lot of people pointed out in my direct messages that I slouch a lot. Oh, no. And so every scene where I continued slouching, I'd be like, what? Stand up straight, Natalie. <laughs> um, so it was really tough to watch of I was like, wow, I, I do slouch a lot. I think it's from working at, you know, working at a desk all day. But um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like I, I was just cringing. Oh at gosh. Myself. Okay, so when you said you're working on yourself earlier in this episode, you're you said you're you're working on keeping those shoulder blades yeah. pushed back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm I'm trying. I'm working on trying to sit straight, um, straight up. So that's what I'm working on. I just I just caught myself slouching, and I got I was like, oh god, stop slouching. <laughs> I wonder if I, yeah, Brian, what do you think you would see in yourself if you had to see yourself on camera for that many hours? Oh my like, God. I don't even want to begin. I don't even know. I mean, and let's, and I have weird I'm going to go on the record and say, even if I don't see anything in myself, you for sure as hell know that my Korean immigrant parents are going to see it and point it out and tell me that whatever the fuck, for I sure. look stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, Korean, yeah. yes. if I don't catch it, my I, parents I relate. will. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. My, my mom called me when the show came out. She's like, you know, you really got to work on that slouch. I've been telling you for years. Oh like, and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, really? That's what you got from watching all those episodes is my slouch? 
So, um, oh my gosh, you know, you know the, how those Korean moms are. I always say that my mom points out something in my body that I never even noticed. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess my collarbones are too close together. Mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I have to like spiral about it. Yeah. At least in my experience, though, so it's a, incredibly cutting and it stings. But more often than not, they're correct. So even as we record this podcast, you know, my parents, my mom has called me and she's like, yeah, so uh, you touch the microphone a lot while you're recording and it comes off as unprofessional wow. and you're unsure of yourself. And yeah, so from that point forward, I don't know if you've noticed, but I haven't really touched the microphone during the recording of this episode. <laughs> you can thank my mom for that. Really? I was going to say, you've been You're touching like, your microphone a lot, Brian. Oh, no. So I was going to point oh, out no. that. I'm just oh, kidding. No. I'm kidding. Oh, no, oh, no. You seem unsure of yourself. <laughs> yeah, you, you seem, seem unprofessional. Unsure. No, 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 no. Move on, move on. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> well, you know, I think this is a nice uh, transition into our next question. You know, subject talking about Korean mothers. Uh, this next question... For our listeners, if you want to hear Natalie's response to it, you will have to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. And because this is this is the juicy stuff. This is the good content that we hide behind our Patreon. But Natalie, what is something you're ashamed of? Wow. Okay. I'm going to be very transparent with my answer on this. Um, yes. Yeah, no, um... You know, thank you so much for being vulnerable with us and sharing your experiences on that level. Uh, this is another question that we like to ask all of our guests of this podcast, and that is, what is something that you're proud of? Oh my gosh, I am... I'm so proud that I, I chose myself at the end of the day. I know it took me longer to get to that decision, but I'm so, I'm so proud that I chose myself. I think... Um, that was really hard for me to do, just um, especially on my wedding day and just ending that relationship with Shane as well. Of, mm-hmm. um, just knowing I was going to disappoint people. Um, I'm just glad that I put myself first That's in that good. It's gutsy for sure. Because, you know, for, for our listeners who haven't seen or, you know, who might not be have a Netflix subscription or are privy to it, uh, you chose yourself on your wedding day. Yeah, so I said no at the altar. Um, I decided not to get married to my fiance on the show. And yeah, it was was, um, a tough decision, but ultimately it was the best and healthiest decision for me. I'm not trying to, I feel like I'm reading Brian. Brian's spiraling. I think this is hitting really close to home. Like, like, Brian's like, yeah, I gotta gonna like put up stronger boundaries no. <laughs> i have to say natalie i like you know in the beginning i said that you your relationship was so authentic and like you know also shane was extremely authentic on the show but i have to say i'm i think that after this conversation i'm realizing just how how authentic it it was and i'm just like i guess like before talking to you i didn't realize that like I was like in my head, I was like, oh, here's this person that was on a TV show. But now I'm like, here's this person that like really actually did get engaged and almost married somebody that she met in front of in front of like a live, like not live, but in front of an audience. And that's like I think it's really hitting me like you had a real full blown authentic relationship with somebody in front of people. And and um, like just from hearing you talk about it, it's just like, wow, that's like so it's it's like really interesting for some reason i didn't like fully understand that i think until i started talking to you 
Yeah, and I think it's hard for most people to understand because it is a TV show. Right. It's you know ultimately mm-hmm. for people's entertainment, but it, it really was our real lives. Yeah. Like it was my real feelings, my real relationship, and you know yeah. everything that happened on the show. It, there was impact to like who I was and to my family and friends, to Shane, his family and friends. So um, it, it's it's definitely more than that, and I hope people see that. Um, I know it's hard to, but it, it really was. Oh. Um, you know, a really changing moment for not only me, but for most of us on the show. Well, I'm also so proud of you that you did stand up for, um, you know, what you said, how you said it, choosing yourself. Also, I think you said something very important that like, I just want to emphasize. You said, you know, I chose myself, even though I knew other people would be disappointed, which is like for Asians, that's so hard. (laughs) I'm like, never mind. Okay. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I don't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. But yeah, that's like really difficult. I I couldn't have done it without my parents Mm. and and my Mm -hmm. sister. You know, they didn't push me one way or the other. They kind of sat, listened to me and supported me throughout this entire journey, but especially on my wedding day. And, you know, one of the things um, my dad said to me too is he's like, you know, you don't need a man, marriage or relationship to make yourself happy or make us happy. Mm. Just as long as you're happy and you create your own happiness, like that's enough for us and, and yourself. So that was just that, you know, I really need to hear that for me to be like, okay, I have to make the best decision for myself and it's to say no. Aww. That's, so, well, what a that's great such message. a great message. And so, so sweet. Um, I did see your dad talking to you and I saw like, and I remember there, like you, the like, the voiceover you were saying something like oh i feel so like solid or something because of my dad and i i remember seeing you two like talking to each other and i was like yeah dad support <laughs> korean dad support <laughs> yeah yeah no uh, there's nothing like i feel like korean dad love um <laughs> where they just they're just always there for their daughters and um and yeah it was really important that he was there on my wedding day um, because I think it validated, okay, I'm making the right decision. Like, I feel so safe and secure with my dad. I'm not feeling that way with Shane. You know, like, I know what I have to do. Mm. Gosh, what a what a difficult decision. And I guess now, um, you know, after having this whirlwind experience of Love is Blind and uh, in the aftermath of it, focusing on yourself, as, as a final message to our listeners... Um, I guess, what would you like to practice going forward when it comes to uh, your relationship with love? And uh, for, for our listeners who are looking for love, like, do, do you have any, um, I don't know, I guess, words or experiences or insights that you'd like to share? Yeah, I'll, I'll share the things that I learned from this experience. I mean, always choose yourself, you know, do what makes you happy. Find someone who makes you happy. Be in a relationship that makes you happy. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Um, and I think it's never compromising your boundaries and limits. You know, you will find a relationship where you don't have to do that and it'll, it'll be the healthiest one for, for you. And that's what I've taken away from this. Um, and just be vulnerable and authentic and, and you'll, um, someone will fall in love with, you know, who you fully are. And, um, you know, I, I really hope that, that people, people find that. And I hope I find it. Oh, I'm I'm sure you will. <laughs> <laughs> that that reminds me of something my therapist said once about like being authentically yourself. Yeah. Uh, so I forgot what she said, but she was like, "Well, if you like put on, if you're like, 
acting in a way to like because i'm kind of like a people pleaser like i'm trying to work away from that if i'm if i'm acting in a way to like please this person and it's kind of like a front you know it's not truly authentic then like that person's gonna fall in love with somebody that doesn't exist you know what i mean because that's like not really who i am so the more real i am that that person's gonna whoever falls in love with me is gonna truly see that person and fall in love you know what i mean like that's who they're gonna fall in love with yeah not like a weird front yeah that's great advice thank you so much natalie and thank you so much for joining us this was such a great discussion one last final final question and that is you know if uh, like you said you're working on yourself right now but if and when you are ready to put your put yourself out there are the dms open for our listeners yes (laughs) uh, slide into my dms nice whether you're looking for a relationship or a friendship or, you know, a shot at love, you know, my DMs are open. So, <laughs> <laughs> And where can our listeners find you online? Okay, so my Instagram handle is Natalie Mina Lee. And so you can find me there. Definitely send me a message. I'll, I'm looking forward to, to hearing from you guys. Well, thank you again. Sorry, I don't. I, um, thank you again for joining our podcast. And we had such a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I I really, really loved this conversation with both of you. And I hope that you guys have me on again. This was was really great. Oh, we would love to. Absolutely. But uh, Youngmi, where can our listeners find you? YM Mayor on social media and then Youngmi Mayor on TikTok. How about you, Brian? Uh, Y'all can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And... Follow our podcast on socials at Feeling Asian Podcast. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of the platforms YouTube. that Natalie is actively trying to avoid with a fervor. <laughs> <laughs> Find us there. All right, young me, it's time to do some Patreon shout outs. Woo. Uh, woo for our listeners out there if you like the podcast support us on patreon at patreon.com slash feeling asian any donation amounts gets you a shout out on the podcast and we're doing zoom hangouts now if you donate more than ten dollars a month we we hang out once a month and it's really fun sometimes i i pull out the games from our live shows which has been fun it's a good time it's been been great it's a it's a happy good time all around but without further ado (laughs) young me I, I'm going to ask you to tap yeah. into your psychic abilities. I'm tapped into my psychic abilities. First shout out for this yeah, episode goes out to Carolyn Norwood. Oh my God. Carolyn. I was going to be like, she's, I think, I think this person lives in Northern California, but I think it's just the <laughs> word nor and then wood. <laughs> Redwood. She lives in Northern, not Northern Hollywood. Uh, aspiring <laughs> actor. Uh, I'm getting a West Coast vibe though. Maybe like. Carolyn Norwood. Maybe yeah. more like. Portland, Portlandy vibe though, like you know, mm. Pacific Northwest vibe, right? Loves vintage shopping, knows a lot about <gasps> antiques. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm reads down. a She's, lot. Carolyn is like a rockabilly energy. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I'm a getting that bit. vibe for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carolyn, thanks for supporting the pod. Next shout out goes out to Aaron Nachman. I'm getting Aaron. Uh, outdoorsy. Yeah. Actual. So not like a fake rock climber like me, but legit <laughs> goes out, goes to Yosemite <laughs> and rock climbs a lot. <laughs> I'm getting this vibe. I'm getting a very strong half Japanese vibe. Mm. I, That's I'm the vibe that. I'm getting. I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Right? Aaron Nachman half japanese rock climber 
uh, but day job Not... works as a marine biologist is what I'm going to guess. You know, like I, do you know, like those biracial people that some of them are just so hot? I know, I know that's a stereotype, but like sometimes you're just like, oh my God. I feel oh, yeah. like that's the Aaron's vibe. <laughs> uh, Aaron, <laughs> if Aaron, if you weren't a marine biologist, rock climber, you would be a, a model in Japan because you know they love their biracial models out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, next shout out goes out to Christina Uenten. I apologize if I mispronounced your last name. Christina Uenten. Oh God, Christina! I can see. I feel I see like jewelry. I see like modern jewelry. I feel like this person accessorizes to exceptionally well. No, very minimal. Yeah. You, see, you know those people? I feel like Christina is one of those people that buys that one earring, but it's like. Five thousand dollars, but it's just like a very simple, understated. Like I was gonna, I was gonna say the exact same know, thing, right? It's like only it's the people those, who know know. Yeah, those people who wear paperclip earring, <laughs> like it's yeah. like it's like a paperclip. But then if you if you know, you know, you know that's that nine twenty five silver yeah. grade quality vintage collaboration. Can only yeah, get yeah. it in an underground. Chinese supermarket. It's like that store. I don't uh, know. (laughs) That for some reason, I keep getting ads for the store. I think it's pronounced Mokian. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's in your neighborhood. It's in Williamsburg. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, it looks scary. Everything in there is like $5,000. Yes, everyone who works there is very attractive and they will judge you based on your appearance. And then I get ads on Instagram from there for some fucking reason. And it's like one earring and it's like $5,000. And it's like literally just like, like a little star. And I'm like, what? I promise you if I had $5,000, I would spend it there, but I don't. So please stop sending your ads to me. I swear to God, there was a 6,000. This is true. A $6,000, like, one eighth of an inch golden banana that they were trying to sell me. And I was like, bitch, if I had $6,000, I would definitely send, spend, I'm stupid with money. So I would definitely spend uh, it on a it. gold <laughs> banana. I would, but, but I don't. Also, so leave me alone. giving me those ads. <laughs> um, next <laughs> shout out goes out to yeah. Yuki Kokubo. <sighs> Yuki. I'm getting um, church energy from Yuki Kokubo. I'm I'm doing the contrarian thing. I am getting waffle energy. I I, I I wouldn't say church, yeah, but very <laughs> something like very like uh, college, very like like solid job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lawful. Yeah. Lawyer, but maybe I, lawyer. I'm getting ooh, lawful. Yeah. Right. You know what? I'm digging it. Yuki Kokubu is a college student who is probably going to go to Harvard Law School. Yeah. yeah she also has like that one expensive banana earring yes 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 yuki <laughs> thank you for uh distributing your wealth and last shout out for this episode goes to amanda reiko andonian i'm getting uh burning man <laughs> oh, I know I, I know i've said that before and we have strong yeah. opinions about it but it's been a while we're due for one Amanda Reiko Andonian is 
big Burning Man energy. I'm getting well, this person Mexico. is very young. <laughs> what? Oh, like going to Tulum? Yeah. I, I have a vibe that this person is very young. So I don't even know if they're doing Burning Man because do young people still do Burning Man? I think that's an old thing. That, that That's my age showing. Maybe not Burning Man, but into mindfulness and wellness. But you do know yeah, Amanda yeah, knows yeah. where all the best that. parties every night. Yeah, yeah. Wellness, whatever the whatever the kids Gen Z version of Burning Man is, that's what that's, that's what they're, what they're doing. doing. Like, <laughs> yeah, if you said Burning Man, they'd be like, "What? What's like, that, ew. Grandpa? <laughs> ew." ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, everyone, thanks for supporting the podcast, and you can do thank so you. at Patreon.com/slash/FeelingAsian. And yeah, thank you if you listened this far. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast, and we hope to see you again here next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.